You've tuned into Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that the messages provide an atmosphere for growth and grace in your relationship with Christ and an opportunity for you to gather together in community, whether online or in person. Now let's go into the message. God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. The earth was without form and void. Some would say, and darkness. Darkness. It's hard to operate when you can't see. Sometimes you come to Jesus just like this. You can't see nobody but you. Darkness was over the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. Just because I'm in the dark doesn't mean I don't have the spirit. Just because I'm in a dark season don't mean God ain't with me. Don't count me out because it's dark right now don't count me out because I can't see what's going on in my life right now tell somebody don't count me out I still got God it might be dark but I still got God and in the middle of darkness and God said let there be light you're one word away from your situation changing If you don't like something, say something. God didn't like darkness, so he said something. He said, let there be light. And according to what he said, and there was. And God saw the light. And he said, now that's good. And God separated the light from the darkness. Someone say, there's going to be a separation in my life. That's getting ready to be some separating. I, 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 I've hung with you as long as I can. I've been your friend, but, but this is my separation season. There's some things that I don't like dark. So God is getting ready to separate the light from the darkness, and it's going to be good. Tell somebody, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So I want to talk from the topic today, let there be light. Just tell a few people, let there be light. Father, bless this word, bless this moment. I already feel your presence, and I know you'll rest on it. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Tell somebody, I'm getting ready to see some stuff. I'm getting ready to see some things. Getting ready to see some things. <laughs> there will always be darkness at the beginning of something. Always. There was always darkness at the beginning of anything. Um. I woke up this morning um, around three something and it was dark, but it was morning. My clock said AM, but my eyes said dark. Just because my eyes see one thing doesn't mean it's not another thing. Sometimes the breaking and the dawning of a new day happens in the dark. Don't give up in the dark. The child that might be in the womb of a mother is being formed 
in the darkness of a womb. There's birth happening, well, there's, there's growth happening, there's forming happening in the dark. Um, uh, you don't see the child, but the child is being formed in the womb. That's, uh, the child is being covered and protected by flesh and, and by fluid and by all these different things, the mother feeding the child, but it's dark. The child does not see light until he gets pushed out. But the child was already being formed in the dark. For those of you who are new and Generation Z and millennials, you don't know about the dark room where a film used to be developed. That they would take a camera and they would take a snapshot and then they would take that film out of the camera and they would take it to a dark room because it had to be developed and early exposure to light could mess it up. Walking into any room you go into, it's dark before you turn on the light. There's always darkness. And for the past few weeks as we've gone through this particular series, we find um, that the Israelites had just come out of Egypt. Y'all know I've been teaching that, and I try to do a recap for those of you who never heard it, especially first time participants, um, that we just came out of Israel. We just came out of Egypt, and even though they had come out of a situation, they were headed to a new thing, but in between their promise or their new thing, they went into an in-between thing, as we know, called the wilderness. The reason that the wilderness is important, as scripture says, that they could have gone a short distance, it wasn't that long, but they had to make sure that, um, that even though they came out of Egypt, that Egypt was out of them. 400 years, someone say 400 years, 400 years they were under the oppression of Egyptian God and Pharaoh and um, different idolatry and all these different fake gods and other gods and all that. They were 400 years in that. So now they have come out of that. They have been uh, released by Pharaoh physically. But just because you're released, Mama Joe, from something physically doesn't mean you're released from something mentally. I physically come out of it, but my mind remembers it. I'm out of Egypt, but Egypt's not out of me. Now, take that for those of you who don't know what Egypt is and you haven't studied the story of the Israelites and Moses. There are many of us who have come out of many different things, whatever that is, an old relationship, an old habit, whatever that is. And just because you came out of the habit doesn't mean the habit's out of you. Uh, how do I know this? Because why is it that the next three people you date look like the person you left? Because even though you say you don't want them no more, you always date somebody who looks just like them. So when you put pictures up, they're like, y'all date the same person? And then you get upset when you date the same person and they act the same way. So a lot of us say we want deliverance, say we want change, say we want new, but my life has not caught up to what I said. I said I'll never do it again. I said I don't like this way. I said I won't do this anymore, but my body has not matched what I say. That is called the process of deliverance. Deliverance is not an altar call. 
Deliverance is a few right choices every single day. You can get up here and cry and foam at the mouth and we can put uh, uh, trash bags all around you and pat your back until you coughed up that lying spirit. But when you get out of here, that doesn't mean that spirit is not still on you. It's a few good choices every single day. Matter of fact, take the day out of it. It's a few good choices every single minute. I don't just need Jesus on Sundays. I need him every single day. I need him every single moment. As a matter of fact, I need him by 2 o'clock. I have to have him because if I, I, without him, I'm nothing. I'm nothing nice. Like, that's why it's very important that you never, those of you who are first-time guests, those of you who are part of Growth Point, you've heard me say it a thousand times, but those of you who are first-time guests, don't you ever make your pastor your hero. It's quiet in this Episcopalian assembly. Never. Because we are human, just like you. So when the pastor messes up or does something, y'all want to say, I can't believe it. Child, did you see? Oh, my God. I never would have imagined. Why can't you imagine a man, but you can imagine you? If the mirror were turned towards you, what would we see? But the only reason it's so hot up here is because all attention is on me. So when I fall, all of y'all look at me. But what happens if I got in your car, what music would be playing? What type of aroma would I smell in your house? Is it the glory cloud or your cloud? Y'all want the truth in this church? I'm just. So sometimes coming out of Egypt sounds good. Walking out of Egypt is difficult. Coming out of a bad relationship is easy sometimes. Because sometimes the first step is the hardest step. Staying out of a bad situation is a more difficult thing. Because I'm reminded of what used to be in this bed. I'm reminded of what used to be in my account. Two incomes were there. Now I'm doing it on my own and doing it on my own ain't so nice. It's a wilderness. But what deliverance really is and what a wilderness really is, I'm trying to help everybody, including myself. You know what a real wilderness is? It's a purging spot. The wilderness is not glorious. Because it's purging me. What does purging mean? It's purging me from me. Purging myself. I mean, there are things I want to do that I can't do because it's not that I don't want. Because it's, it's very important, Donna. You don't ever say you're delivered because you don't have an opportunity. You say you're delivered when you have an opportunity and you still don't do it. A lot of you saying, I don't sleep with who I used to sleep don't drink what I used to drink. I don't club like I used to club. And you forgot to tell that the club shut down. Girl, 
in my day, the club don't even exist no more. You don't go there because it ain't there. Person I used to be with, he got married and moved to Arizona. I mean, tell the whole truth. Because if, if, if he came today, would you still choose to say no? Or we'd be like, child, girl, guess who I saw in Walmart? Jesus, Lord, trying to get me some. I was, whoo, all I was doing was trying to get me some seasoning. And all of a sudden, I smelt this cologne. I said, oh, God, it's him. Don't nobody smell like that. And I'm sitting here just like pepper, garlic, or him. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> you don't know you're delivered until you smell him and you still choose pepper. All right, y'all take that. I'll get that tomorrow. You'll get it tomorrow. <laughs> so took them a few days, take, took them 40 years rather, to get out of, get Egypt out of them. How do I know that it took them time? Because the first opportunity they had to revert back to their old worship, they built a golden calf which reminded them of the gold or the false gods or the idolatry stuff they saw in Egypt. So the first thing they did was not build something to God, they built something to what they remember. So you have to be careful of judging people while I'm being purged. Don't judge me because I'm in between something. I'm not where I'm going, I'm not where I was, I'm in the wilderness and it's uncomfortable, but give me a moment. I'm not mean, I'm being purged. I ain't nasty, I'm just being purged. Someone just say, I'm being purged, I'm being purged. I'm staying there too long, let me keep going. So now, because he knew their habits to go back, he constructed and told Moses, hey, I want you to build a tabernacle. Build something that they can learn how to worship me. Build something that would teach them how to have relationship with me. Put my tabernacle on the screen if you can. So build something that would, would give me direction. Somebody gave me a toy today, and I want to thank the Lord. They gave me a toy. They gave me a little, look at them. They say, you've been pointing at the tabernacle. We want to give you a pointer. Thank God for a church. Y'all just love me. Y'all loving this teaching. Thank you. I'll point to you and point to you. Anyhow, anyhow. So if you look at this tabernacle, I'm going to use this thing. Don't give me a toy. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all church. Some of y'all come from traditional churches where y'all don't, y'all endure church. We enjoy church at Growth Point. We enjoy it. Church should not be endured. It should be enjoyed. So here we are. Here we are. We see this tabernacle. Look at it. The circumference around it. I feel like a teacher. Don't y'all judge me. It's my sermon. You preach your own. So we come right through here. And we know that right here is what? You enter into his gates with what? And to his courts with what? Praise. And then we got here, and this right here is called the what? I only got one student that studies. What is this called, church? Raising altar. The rest of y'all are in 0900 classes. And then the last week, well, not last week, this next level, <laughs> this next thing right here is called the what? It starts with an L. The labor. Thank you. The rest of y'all go back on YouTube and watch it. The brazen altar, the labor. The brazen altar is the place of sacrifice. Y'all know that. 
It's a place of sacrifice. And then that laver is a place where we wash away our blood and sin and all that type of stuff. And I said last week, there are some of you all who can't get inside the house because of your sins, because of your wrong and what you've done. But we learned last week in Romans that there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. I said that because this right here is called the outer court. The outer court is me, my business, sin business. That's where I handle my stuff. When I get in the house, that's called the inner court. The inner court is where there's the showbread I talked about last week. There's the candlestick that I'm going to talk about today. And then there is the altar of incense. That is the place where it's me and God. Beyond that place, there beyond that place is inner court since you go in the house. And then there's this veil right here. That's called the holy of holies. That is all God. The outer court is me, my stuff. I can't go in the house until I get my stuff right. I got to clean. I got to confess my sins. The Bible says all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I can confess that stuff. When I come in the house, now it's me and God. He gives me bread. He gives me light. He teaches me how to pray. But when we get into the veil, then that's the holy place where ain't nobody but God. We hadn't gotten there yet. We're still on the area where it's just me and God, me and him communicating. There's three areas, outer court, someone say outer court, inner court, and holy of holies. Say it one more time, outer court, inner court, holy of holies. There's three areas, mind, body, and soul. Out here is my mind. In the house is my body where he feeds me, shows me things. But when I get back into that place, it's all about the spirit. It's all about my soul. It's all about him teaching me. And we're going to get to that place. We're going to get to that place. The first thing I want to teach you, why do we need light in the first place? Three, time, three things we need light. I got a lot of scripture. I got to keep going. Go on, Mario. Why do we need light? First, light helps us to produce. Second thing, light helps us to focus. I think I have notes for that. The next thing is light regulates our sleep rhythms. You need light to help you produce, you need light to help you focus, and you need light to regulate your sleep rhythms. That's why it's important that even with your phones and stuff like that, that at some point you got to cut that off so they can help regulate your sleep patterns and regulate your, because you're going to wake up, start thinking about Instagram, the last post you saw, and you wake up thinking about the last reel you saw. You got to shut your mind off so that you can regulate those different things. Light functions as a few things. Light functions as a shadow. It's a separator. Someone say it's a separator. And it's a space filler. Same one more thing because he's going to make sense later on. Light functions as a shadow. It functions as a separator. And it functions as a space filler. The first area I want to talk about is a shadow. And we're going to read here real quick and we're going to move forward. Uh, Donna would say read. So we're going to go ahead and go to Exodus, the 25th chapter and verse 31. Dr. Emmanuel, will you let us hear the word of the Lord? Yeah, turn her microphone phone. Somebody left. We need somebody to turn that microphone real quick. Turn two on, number two. Exodus, the 25th chapter, verse 31. I really hope you all enjoying this series. Obviously, you are. You keep coming back. Exodus 25, verse 31. Go there. You got it, number two? Check your mic. I was going to say it on uh, Sister actually said, check your battery armor. Uh, check, <laughs> check. Um, we got it, number two? I don't know if you said this right. 
There we go. Three. There we go. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You shall make a lampshade of pure gold. The lampshade shall be made of hammered work. Its base, its stem, its cups, its calyxes, and its flower shall be of one piece. Someone say one piece. Like, that's very important. The reason I say one piece is you should not have too many mixtures of a thing. Some of us cannot receive the word because we got too many mixtures. You got too much. You need one piece. Bible, he, the scripture says, I mean, not scripture, the songwriter used to say, on Christ a solid rock. Not many rocks, just one rock. All I need is one rock, just one solid piece. Keep going. And there shall be six branches going out of its sides, three branches of the lampshade out of one side of it, and three branches of the lampshade out of the other side of it. Three cups made like almond blossoms, each with calyx and flower on one branch, and three cups made like almond blossoms, almond blossoms, each with calyx and flower on the other branch. So for the six branches going out of the lampshade, and the lampshade itself, there shall be four cups made like almond blossoms with their calyxes and flowers and a calyx of one piece with it under each pair of the six branches going out from the lampshade. Their calyxes and their branches shall be of one piece with it, the whole of it a single piece of hammered work and pure gold. You shall make seven lamps for it, and the lamp shall be set up so as to give light on the space in front of it. Its tongues and their trays shall be of pure gold. It shall be made with all these utensils out of a talent of pure gold. And see that you make them after the pattern for them, which is being shown you on the mountain. Now, I know a lot of you are like, I don't know what that means and what that has to do with the price of tea in China. But listen, that, if you look at this particular thing, as you look at how he describes, this is God talking to Moses, says this is what you should do, this is what should be made of, this is the pattern. You notice when it comes to the brazen altar, for those of you who are here, the brazen altar, you know the brazen altar had so many cubits, like make it this way, it's got to be this wide, it's got to be this long. When it came to the brazen labor, make it this wide, do all this stuff, it had like certain measurements. But with the candlestick, you don't see any measurements. You don't see it should be this big, it should be like this, or any of that type of stuff. It just says this is what it should be made of, one piece, the almond blossoms, the calyxes, the flowers, and all that type of stuff. There's no measurement. And I thought about that when it says there's no measurement for the candlestick. And what I learned from that, Alex, uh, uh, Alexis, is that the reason that there's no measurement is that nobody can tell you how much light you need. According to your level of darkness will determine how much light you need. How much light I need and how much light you need are completely different. And I say that stop judging people's worship experience based on yours. There are a lot of times that we make it, we say, because you don't speak in tongues, you don't have the Holy Ghost. If you don't wear skirts, you ain't sanctified. If you don't shout, you don't have God. You ain't praising God. You can't judge my worship based on your experience. And what happens is, especially here in Lexington, Kentucky, particularly in this region, a lot of us judge based on what your church name is and based on what your denominational construct is. So if you're not Baptist, you ain't right. You ain't in the clique. 
If you ain't Methodist and you ain't Catholic or you ain't, you ain't apostolic or you ain't, what do you believe? I believe the Bible. That's it. When we get to heaven, there is no Baptist section. When you get to heaven, there is no apostolic section. There is called the blood wash section. Everybody who's been redeemed and washed in the blood of the lamb. And I want to know, is there any people in this room who are blood washed in the blood of the lamb? That's the only people that are going to be there. There ain't going to be no bishops and apostles and suffragan bishops and all that. There ain't going to be none of that. It's going to be, all I want to hear him say is not well done, pastor. I want to hear him say, well done, servant. You were faithful over a few things. Anybody else want to hear him say, well done? Not, not you had good church. Not I saw your YouTube messages. You're a good preacher. I don't care about none of that stuff. I want to hear him say, well done. There was a light that fitted that situation. Stop trying to use my light for your darkness. How much light I need and how much light you need are completely different. You just need a light. Someone say, give me a light. I want to clean up around that. I'm talking about the light of Jesus because some of y'all like, I, <laughs> I want you blazing nothing in here. But he says that candlestick had to be laid with gold. Now, I want to break this apart and teach this because Brandon's a theologian, so I want to make sure I teach it. But the gold represents the deity of God. Someone say the deity of God. The deity of God means the, the essence, the nature of God. I put my notes up there. The gold represents the deity of God. Then the oil represents the Holy Spirit. It's going to come up there at some point. Uh, the deity, the gold represents the deity of God. And the oil represents the Holy Spirit. Or maybe it won't. The oil represents the Holy Spirit. And the light represents God and the word of God. The gold represents the deity of God. I want to, I want to pause here just for the cause, for Kamisha. Uh, I want to tell you this. The gold represents the deity of God. God ain't broke. We have to stop preaching this broke gospel. Like everybody, you going it's so, I'm just struggling. I'm just, it's so difficult and it's so hard. Times are rough. They might be, but God ain't broke. Everything you need is in God. God is not desiring for you to suffer only so you can walk on streets paved with gold in heaven. You can walk on gold-paved streets here on this earth. And that don't mean that you are blinging or anything. It means God is rich. God, he wants me to have things. Someone say he wants me to have things. Stop watching the love and the, the hip-hop and everybody else and, and enjoying their life. And God wants you to have a life. God wants you to go on a cruise. Y'all ain't never heard this. Y'all think God just wants you at the altar praying for seven days. God wants you on a beach. God wants you drinking virgin mimosas. He don't want y'all just to have communion once a Sunday. All right, let me get out of that. I'm through. Get out of that. <laughs> Stop it. Gold. The gold represents the deity of God. The oil represents the Holy Spirit. And the light represents God and his word. Psalms 119 and verse 105. Let's read there. Your word is a lamp to my feet. Yes. And a light to my path. If you want to know where you need to go, turn on the light. Like Teddy Pendergrass, turn on the light. I mean, turn on the light. I'm sorry, y'all. My bad. My bad. 
Some of y'all, y'all saved. Y'all don't know nothing about that. This little light of mine. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But for the rest of y'all, turn on. No, it's like, your word is a lamp to my feet. Now, don't miss this. I feel like teaching. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Now, don't miss this part. I'm going to take out my little toy. Just for this point. If the word is a lamp to my feet, he only lights where I am and a light to my path, meaning sometimes he'll only light one foot. Some of y'all want a light for the next 12 months. God said, I ain't lighting up March yet because you in January. You trying to figure out 2024 and you just now starting 2023. Your word is a lamp right here. Trust him for here. Stop worrying about Wednesday. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Can you trust him for Sunday? Your word is a lamp. You would stop having so much anxiety if you would stop worrying about stuff you ain't got a light for yet. You're worrying about stuff that hasn't even appeared and might not ever appear, might not ever happen. And you sitting here saying, mama died like that, daddy died like that, and I'm just worried I'm going to die like that. Let him give you light for today. Lamp for today. <laughs> go to uh, uh, Psalm 119 and verse 30. Uh, 130, go there. The entrance of your words give light. It gives understanding to the simple. What does that mean? Why am I trying to teach you the word? Because when I get in the word, he gives me light. I know you got your book clubs and stuff like that, but do you read the book? I mean, I, I want the light we carry by Michelle Obama, but do you know you already got a light to carry? Yes, she's a national best-selling author, but this thing has been sold for many times. They, keep, they debate it. Scientists argue about it. Cambridge professors talk about it and all I know is people keep getting saved by it because the entrance of your word gives light. Is there anybody who you just flipped the page one day and all of a sudden that was the word you needed for the day. You didn't even know you needed it but you read it and said Lord thank you for the light. Entrance of your word gives light. Now this was interesting. Uh, can you put that candlestick up there real quick? Do you have the candlestick? The candlestick, I want to show you the candlestick. You look at this candlestick. What you find about the candlestick is that if you look at it, there are bowls on here and there are knobs. You see all of that there and you see the almond blossoms, all these different things. They're all in gold. It's hard to see them, but those are all there. But what you notice, if you look at those different things, and this is a, a small replica of it, but it says that there are a total of 66 flowers, knobs, and bowls. 66. Someone say 66. When I thought about that word, I thought about 66 knobs and bowls, I thought about how intentional God is. 66. No, it's not in that picture, but in the, re the real replica, it's 66 of those. And I looked, I said, 66? I said, I've seen that word. I've seen 66 before. Where have I seen 66? And then I said, 66 books of the Bible. God is so intentional. He says, you need word. You don't need them. You need word. I'll give you light for every season. I'll give you light for everything you need. Someone say, he'll give me light. 
without light, you can see nothing. That's the first thing. So light is a shadow. So it's a shadow. Like, it's like if, as I'm up here right now, um, I'm standing in light, but you also see a shadow. This is what's important. I'm not in this shadow, but the light is lighting up my, it's a silhouette of me. It's not me. What happens is, come on, thank you, Jesus. Psalms 91 verse 1 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow. He's not standing there, but his shadow is. If I can stand in his shadow, he protects me. He's not there physically, but his shadow is there. If you can just get a part of the shadow and just get under his shadow to say, what's, what's, the shadow is bigger than what's trying to come at me. The reason you can't come at me, because you're scared of my shadow. Somebody say, get in the shadow. Just Everywhere I go, shadow's before me. Everywhere I go, shadow's a shadow of me, but not me. I don't have to have, you don't, sometimes you don't have to need someone physically, you just need a shadow. All right, keep going. It's a shadow, that's what this Old Testament is, a shadow of Jesus, a shadow of him coming. Then it goes on, and light also is a separator. Someone says a separator. Uh, Pastor Caesar gave this scripture earlier, and he didn't even know I was going to give it. Uh, This light is a separator. This is what happens. Psalm 27 verse 1 says what? Go there. The Lord is my light. He is what? Is my light. You're looking for something that he is. You saying I can't see. He is what you need to see. Go ahead. The Lord is my light and what? And my salvation. He is my deliverance. He delivers me. The Lord is my light, my salvation. What? Whom shall I fear? What that means is, what you got? What you got? What you, what you trying to bring at me? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Who, whom shall I fear? Like, like what, what you got? What, what you got on me? Just look at someone and say, what you got on me? Like, what, what you got? The Lord is my light and my deliverance. What you got? Then it goes on, the Lord is what? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When you, hold on, <laughs> Jesus. When you've been in stuff that try to hold you, and God delivers you, you like, <laughs> I already been there. I, I ain't been through some stuff that you ain't got time to, I, I can't, the Lord is my, now I'm, I'm strong in him. Things used to try to hold me back, but now I'm strong in him. Whom shall I fear? Like, what should I be afraid of? I'm not afraid because he's delivered me from stuff that I didn't even think I would be delivered from, but he has been my stronghold. Light is a separator. It, it separates. It separates shadows from the person. It separates light from darkness. It separates my issues from my health. It separates my sickness from my healing. It separates bondage from my deliverance. It separates my mind being troubled from my mind being regulated. It separates the fatherless from those him being a father. It separates me not having lack from me having abundance. It is a separator. Someone says a separator. Light separates. John 3, now I'm going to go deeper. Someone say go deeper. I don't know if y'all don't like the scripture, but I'm going to give it anyway. John, the third chapter, verse 16. Read, sister. For God so loved the world. Who? For God so loved the world. Who? God so loved the world. Love what? The world. The who? God so loved the world. Stop trying to say who God don't love. I am sick and tired. 
uh, people introducing people by their issue and by their struggle and by their orientation and by their gender and by I'm it's a person stop telling me they got this issue and they transgender you are a transgenerational liar stop trying to point out people for their orientations God so loved everybody God did it, not you. He is the only one who got on the cross. You don't get to say they a sissy. You a hoe. I lost hop, y'all little King James Version church people. The church done changed. So did you. Tell that. God loved the world. The Greek word for that, the cosmos. Everybody. If he didn't love me, I wouldn't be here. If he didn't love me, I wouldn't even be in my right mind. I told my wife one time, I love it when people always trying to DM her, DM her and say stuff like, they say, you know, your husband, you know, he's on the down low and your husband, yeah, they be saying a whole bunch of stuff. Your husband on the down low and your husband, you know, he used to be gay. How are you going to use my own testimony against me? I lost y'all because some of y'all the ones saying it. I ain't stupid. I ain't born today. Some of y'all shouting a ta 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 ta. Y'all the ones want to sleep with me. So you ain't questioning my life. You questioning why I hadn't chose you. This church ain't ready. You can't use something that someone has already testified about. It's already on YouTube. You can't use it, boo. I've already said it. Find something else. For God so loved, have God, had I been waiting to be delivered from the church, had I been waiting to deliver, be delivered by people, I would still be a mess. But God looked past my sins and my faults and said, I love you too much to keep you there. That's why I'm preaching like this. You can call it ratchet or not. I call it deliverance service. Can't believe he said it. I can't believe he delivered me. I can't believe he loves me. God so love the world keep going Pastor Stacia told me keep going keep going keep reading that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should whoever. not perish is anybody a whoever in the room say I am the whoever ratchet nasty smell like weed got condoms in my right pocket but I am the whoever he loves me Say what you want. They didn't like me over at First Baptist, but they like me over here because I am a whoever. Keep going, sorry. That whoever believes in him 
should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. God did not send his son to condemn the world, so why are you so judgmental? If God ain't judging, why do you feel so comfortable doing it? If God ain't condemning people, why do you feel so good speaking in tongues and speaking in judgment? That ain't God. Someone say that ain't God. Because if it were not for the grace of God, there go me. Keep going. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe is condemned already. Don't miss this part. Because he has not believed in the name of the only son That's of it. God. That's it. I won't stop there. You can live right, but not believe right. You don't get to heaven on how you live. You get to heaven on what you believe. Stop talking about so-and-so live right. They will, it don't matter how you lived. How do you believe? What that means is you can be all types of messed up. That means you can be all types of crazy. That means you can be all types of sinful and lustful. But do you believe Jesus in your heart? Because it's your belief that gets you to heaven. Not somebody saying, oh, he lived right. He belongs in heaven. You don't get to heaven on a belong track. You get to heaven on a believe track. And I want to know, is there anybody in the room who believes? Preach that word, Mario. All this stuff, I'm living right. Who cares if you're living right? Do you believe right? I don't always make right decisions, but I believe. I believe. Someone say, I believe. That's the ticket to heaven, not how I live. I want to live right. I want to be holy. I want to be righteous. But on the days I fall, I still believe. Keep going. I'm sorry. Keep going. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest on, his work should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light. Now, you don't get to say, hit those lights real quick. You don't get to say, that you, and turn my spotlight real quick, you don't get to say that I don't love, I mean, I, there's no light for me or, or I don't have no light. Thank you. I don't know if they're going to get this on live. I don't know. You can't say, because look, over here, I can't see nothing. But whoever who does not believe doesn't see Jesus. You don't get to say there was light but I stayed over here. Now, maybe the reason you stayed over here is because you love what you were. I love this darkness. I love staying here. But he says people didn't come to the light because they loved their darkness. He says, but here I am shining light. But you didn't choose it. Here I am giving you a way out. But you love darkness. He said, because your works are evil. But who does what is true comes to the light. Let me say this to some of y'all right now. Stop trying to be perfect. 
for the light. Some of y'all won't serve, some of you won't sing, some of you won't worship, some of you won't evangelize in your jobs, some of you won't teach Jesus to your children, you won't do anything because you're sitting here saying, but I'm so dirty, I'm so unworthy. He says, just try light. All I want you is come to the light. I'll fix you when you get to the light. I can't fix you as long as you're playing hide and go seek with me. I can't fix you while you're over here trying to stay in your guilt and your condemnation. I can't fix you while you're talking about what your mama did and your daddy did and your sister did and how you're molested. I can only help you when you come to the light. When you come to the light, I can shine a light on your hurt and I can heal it, but I can't heal what I can't see. Someone say, come to the light. I'm through. Turn the lights back on. Turn the lights back on. Someone said, come to the light. Come to the light. Whoo, Jesus, I praise you. I got to get out of this. Whoo, I'm trying to finish this message. So, so the light, it, it, the light is a shadow. The light is a, it's the light is a separator. It separates from where I was to where I need to be. And then the last thing is, the light is a space filler. Someone say it's a space filler. You can't Listen, you notice when a few minutes ago, when I was standing up there, I never told the light, I never, excuse me, I never told the darkness to go anywhere. I said, turn on the light. I never entertained the darkness. I spoke to the light. Some of you stay where you are because you are friends with the dark. Your loyalty is to the dark. You need to have a conversation with the light. Because when, this is the thing, when I told him to turn on the light, darkness left. Light handles darkness. Light fills the space where darkness was. You can't get delivered without a light. You get delivered and you got this empty hole. But you got to have light where there was darkness. Light dispels darkness. Someone say light dispels darkness. Light dispels it. So we notice. Put, put this real quick. Put the a lamp back up there. I'll be finished. Give me, someone say 10 minutes. Just give me 10 minutes. I'm almost finished. Whew, Jesus, I feel Jesus on this. Whew, God, have mercy. Have mercy, Lord. I feel like color purple. Get my children out of here. All right. Put that. So look. Jesus, have mercy. We look at this and we see three branches on this side. Three branches on there. The scripture, it doesn't say extensions. It calls them branches. Say it again. It doesn't call them extensions. It calls them branches. Branches live, don't they? (laughs) Branches live. So here he is. He says, give me. I'm, I'm go, go, go to John 15 and 5. Go there real quick. Branches. Ready, go ahead. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. He's the vine. I am the branch. Stop making yourself the source of deliverance. Stop walking around saying, I got to be strong. For what? 
He's the vine. You got to be connected to his strength. You got to be connected to him. I can't be connected to myself. You don't want me. I'm just a branch connected to the vine. Like I got to be connected to him because without him, I can't do nothing. But with him, I bear much fruit. If you've been wondering why you hadn't done anything recently, maybe because you're not connected to the vine. It's not your vision board you need to correct. It's your vine you need to correct. Are you connected to the vine? Look at someone say, are you connected to the vine? He says, and this is what's important. Leave that, look, to put my candlestick back up real quick, and I'm going to get out of here. God, I got to get out of here. Jesus have mercy. I don't want to do part two of this. Let me get out of here. Go there. Put there. Listen, you notice that these candlesticks, they are lit, but there is no wax. See, for those of you all who have candles at home, you know every time you have a candle, there's wax. So how, Marion, thank you for asking me, how do these lights stay on? Oil. Make sure the light stays on. No oil, no light. Wherever there's oil, there will be a light. You need to make sure you're connected to an oily church. Because wherever there is oil, there will always be light. You need to make sure you have an oily friend, not a messy friend, an oily friend. Somebody who says, I ain't the light, but I got oil for the light. I, I ain't the help, but I, I got oil for the help. My help comes from the Lord. I can't help you, but I'm connected to the vine that can help you. Wherever there's oil, there's light. Oil. Can't be a part of no oilless church. You can tell when the message ain't got no oil on it. You can tell when somebody's just preaching some message they heard from Michael Todd and they know message they got from oil. Okay, got word. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, uh, First Samuel, third chapter. I'm through. I'm, I got to get out of here. My Lord Jesus, help me finish this message. First Samuel, third chapter. Go read there, sister. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Yes. There was, a, there was no frequent vision. Yes. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, yes. was lying down in his own place. Yes. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. Yes. And Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God don't, don't, was. Don't move. Hold on. See what's happening. There was a, there was a temple. There was a tabernacle. In the tabernacle was Samuel and Eli. Eli was a priest. Well, I don't want to make sure y'all know this Netflix original. Eli was a priest. Samuel was raised in the church. Samuel was raised in the church. I don't want to miss that. Samuel was raised in the church, but he wasn't in position yet. Samuel was in the church, but he wasn't in position yet, wasn't in leadership. But it says, and Eli was getting old that he could not, his eyes were going out and the lamp was getting ready to go out. And when the lamp was going out, God spoke to Samuel while the light was getting ready to go out. And the Lord said what to him? The Lord called Samuel and Samuel said what? 
Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark was. The Lord called Samuel and said, here am I. Listen, church, for you talk about the church, God might be using you for the church. There are some leaders that are currently in position that the light is going out on them. And God is raising up new Samuels. God is raising up new Samuels. God is raising up you. And God is raising up your child. And God is raising up your life. And he is raising you up. He will not let the light go out before he raises up somebody else. He will not let the light go out because he is the light. He will not let the church die without a Samuel. I want somebody to lift your hands and say, here I am. Here I am. I don't know the Bible, but I got a yes, Lord. I don't know how to pray, but I got a yes, Lord. I don't know all the things I need to know yet, but I got a yes, Lord. And your yes, Lord is getting ready to put you in positions. Somebody open your mouth and say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That's all I got is a yes, Lord. He won't let the light go out in your family until you say yes. He won't let the light go out in your community until you say yes. He will not let it go out before the lamp went out, he said, Samuel. And for some of y'all, God's calling your name. You hear him calling you. And you're nervous about it because you don't know the light. He says, I don't want you to know the light. I want you to come to the light. If my old deacons were here, they would say, I came to Jesus. <laughs> Just as I was. I was weary. And I was worn. And I was sad. But they would say, but I found in him. I said, I found in him. I feel like preaching for three minutes. I said, I said, I found in him. A sweet old resting place. And he's made me glad. Is there anybody in the room who said, I came to Jesus just like this. I came to Jesus messed up like this. I came to Jesus from the north side of town. I came to Jesus broke, busted, and disgusted. But the only reason I'm here today is because I came. It's not because I'm so great. It's not because I'm so righteous. But the only thing I did was come. And that's what God wants you to do today. It's just make one step. In the old church, they used to say this, Sterling. If I take just one step, he will do the rest. He will do the rest. Do me a favor, church. Everybody stand to your feet. And all I want you to do is take about one step and say, God's going to do the rest. I'm going to step out of this church. God's going to handle my Monday. I'm going to step in my Monday. God's going to handle my Tuesday. I'm going to step in Jesus. He's going to handle my demons. I'm going to step in the word. He's going to handle my worry. I'm going to step out of darkness. He's going to give me his light. Somebody say step, step, step. Step, step, step. I got one word for you. Order my steps in your word. Lead me. Guide me every day. Take charge of my thoughts. They say, I want to walk worthy. My calling 
to fulfill somebody say order my step I gotta get out of here I gotta get out of here but I got one more thing to say and I'm gonna get out of here Matthew the fifth chapter and verse 14 says I don't want you to just get caught up in Jesus being the light but he gave you a light Matthew 5 14 says Pastor Stacia can you catch me right there you are the light of the world yes sir a city set on a hill yes sir I can't be hidden. I'm tired of you looking over me. I'm tired of you think I ain't qualified. I can't hide no more. I can't hide no more. I got a light and I gotta come out of this darkness. High five somebody say I'm coming out. I said high five three people. Tell them I'm coming out. I said I'm coming out. If Diana Ross would say she would say I'm coming she would say, I'm coming out. Don't get used to me like I was. Don't sleep on me like I was. I'm coming out. You don't have to like me, but Jesus likes me. You don't have to fool with me, but Jesus fools with me. And this is the light of mine. This is a light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Tell somebody everywhere I go. Tell somebody everywhere I go. I said, tell somebody everywhere I go. I'm gonna let it shine. Come here, Kevin Lemons. Walk in the light. Beautiful, beautiful light. Come where the dew drops. Come where the dew drops. Come with the dew drops. Come with the dew drops. Come with the dew drops. Of mercy shines right. Shine all around me. By day and by night. Jesus. Jesus. He's the light of the world. Now give that light some praise. Do me a favor, just tell somebody I can see clearly now. having light so make sure you don't live in darkness he don't want you to stay like that he don't want you to settle for that when he is the light you don't have to be the light but come to the light and I'm bringing this altar call for everybody right now it's dark right now but there's a light it's difficult right now but there's a light it's rough right now. Thank you for your prayers and generous support that grant us the opportunity to do ministry. Now this connection doesn't have to end here. 
Visit our website, engage with our social platforms, comment, review, screenshot, and share your growth with others. And until next time, keep growing.